Do you have a quick story you would like me to read on the air? Maybe you had a terrible audition or hilarious performance fail, but it's not long enough for a full-blown interview. DM me at the Rejected Pod on Instagram, and I'll put together a few mini episodes where I read your stories. Thanks for listening to Rejected, a funny and cathartic celebration of the struggles of working and non-working actors everywhere. Rejected. So I was on the resident as a stand-in the other day. Ooh, and, um, really? Yeah, one My of my mom's awesome. dream for you came true. Literally, except not <laughs> quite. Except my, not quite. My mom was like, I got home from Minneapolis, and my mom was like, "Did you see Morgan on the resident?" I was mad, and I was like, "No, You're she like, wasn't." I guess, do you not understand? That would be something I would immediately. Text I know. You. So like, I wish you had been on so. the resident, but Me I'm too. also glad that. That I wasn't. So your mom had a dream about it and thought it was real. Because I thought our friendship was no. Yeah, exactly. You were like, oh my god, she didn't tell me. Oh my gosh. No. So Wait. I'll start it how I normally start it. And then... The group hug. Hola. <laughs> this is a rejected podcast. Hi, I'm Eleonora Dendy. This is the rejected podcast. And I've got, well, three guests today. I've got Morgan Wellens. I've got Brooklyn Brown. And I've, I've got my dog making a cameo, Buzz, Buzz Lightning. <laughs> Buzz Lightning. Um, Buzz. Who wants to start? I'll give okay. a little bit of backstory. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Um, I think no one wants to start. So I know these two. They're both actors, actresses. When I decided to jump back into the acting world after my dark times, um, and I moved back to Atlanta... I went to a WIFTA Women in Film and TV in Atlanta event. Nope, it wasn't. It was an Empowering Women event mm-hmm. at this place called Catapult Acting Studios. And I met Brooke. And we connected because we both are from the Northland or have had an experience there in yes. Minneapolis, South Dakota. We also learned that we live five minutes away from each other <laughs> here in Atlanta. And then about a month later, we met Morgan at another networking event. We were like, hey, we're leaving this place want to grab a drink and uh, we just told her where we would be and she showed up and then a year later we're all here cheers um cheers Cheers. okay hi i'm morgan i am an actor i've been acting for a little over a year now and taking classes and i've also been writing i recently took a screenwriting course so i'm very excited to see where that leads me yeah i took it last weekend so i'm excited uh with michael lucker at the screenwriter school so i'm very excited to see where that leads me i've done some stuff on the production side i've written a pilot and produced the proof of concept for it so it's it's been nice to be on the production side, on the casting side, mm-hmm. as well as I'm acting, because it gives me a lot different perspective as I'm auditioning, I think. Okay, so Brooke, before we yes. move forward, talk a little bit about yourself, if you would. Okay, well, I'm, I go by Brooklyn in the film world, because with my last name, it just sounds better. Would you <laughs> like us to refer to you as Brooklyn? Um... Actually, you guys can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> it's totally up to you. Um, so I got into acting last year. Uh, around this time, I took my first class, January 25th. I'm at Atlanta Ooh. Workshop Players yeah. over in Alpharetta. I think that was my first act, like official acting class was a- AWP. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. More kindred spirit mm-hmm. did this. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, it was an awesome place because they gave so much warmth and encouragement as they taught and I wouldn't have had it any other way. I wouldn't have started anywhere else. And I got into it as I I started reading books about acting and got an inkling that, oh my gosh, I can't get enough of this information about how to act. Like there's so much more to it than I thought. There's so much depth to it. There's so much psychology and learning about personalities and it just it captured my attention when I actually looked into it. Because as a kid, I liked to play around a lot with dress-up clothes and writing little plays for my family to perform and so I could be the lead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's been an amazing journey of self-discovery. I would say is the most I have to show for my year of acting is what I've learned about myself and things that I can improve, things that um, are my strengths and weaknesses, and also gotten a lot of inner healing through acting. Mm-hmm. So it's been therapeutic. Yeah. And you are, I don't want to like peg you as this, but you're also like a wife and mother. Yes, so that's I a am whole, a wife and mother. That's a whole other, I don't think that I've interviewed anyone yet that has like kids and a family and yeah. is balancing that life. So that's a really interesting, I think, angle in this world and and what we do. So the whole premise of this is failure, is rejection, is dealing with things from the internal and external that keep you from achieving what you want to achieve. And uh, a lot of times when we talk about it, it's really funny and silly. (laughs) And we're like, why did I think that? Or like, why? We're, We're all professionals. We all work really hard. But like life is full of mistakes. You can learn from it. You can grow from it. You can laugh at it. Mm hmm. This job is silly. You can be irreverent in a lot of ways. And and I think that that's something to be celebrated. Yes. And that's why I'm doing this. But also, you know, this has gone through so many different venues. Like, I don't want anybody to feel pressure to be funny. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not really about that. It's, it's just about talking through your experiences. Mm-hmm. I do know, I mean, there are a few things I want to talk about. Receiving sides and realizing, like, oh, this is really bad. This could be really bad. But I'm specifically, especially with Morgan, thinking of one thing in particular of meeting somebody who's a potential director. I already know. Right. So meeting somebody who's a potential director or whatever, or like who's offering you work, and then you're realizing like this is not right. This is not... This is not going where I thought it was Not for me. Right. Or going, you know, straight up, like, it's it's so important to to look at somebody's work. So Mm -hmm. one big thing that I ask, especially being in a new community, is, great, yes, I would love to read for you. Do you have something you can send me? Mm -hmm. And then if they do, if when they do, you realize, what the fuck? Um, I was wondering if you were going to get into this. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I do. I think that's, like, just because it's recent, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, the first thing that pops into mind, and It's honestly, like, it's the stuff that I come to you both with the most is stuff about men where I feel uncomfortable. It's the most awkward thing. It really is. I think it's the stuff that the three of us have the most to talk about usually Mm -hmm. is, oh my God, how do I respond to this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, 
It's a male-driven industry. It's hopefully so changing. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's hopefully changing. It's ch- it is changing. We've been meeting a lot of really cool people in the industry in Atlanta. It's not everyone. It's true. It's like, how do you, especially if you're starting out in a new community, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not you're new to the business or you've moved, how do you sift through mm-hmm. those people, the people that are trustworthy, that are good to work with, they'll treat you well, they'll pay you, they'll like create good content that you can use yeah um, right <laughs> there are a lot of levels it's like remember the two main ones are are they kind mm-hmm. and are they legit like mm-hmm. are they legitimate quality creators mm-hmm. unfortunately most of the time especially when you're starting out is you're running into people who are not that who talk a big game. Let's just... Do you, is this your can, recent story? This is... No, oh, this, this is, is Morgan. Okay. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're, like, down to no, watch into fine. this, yeah, I, I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, where do you want to start? Um, There's so much. <laughs> so, I don't so know. Bad. I think you start... I'm... If you don't mind, I'm literally going to pull up the conversation yes. of the final. Please do. But I won't, I won't share that until after. This is the theater person, right? The, the quote, quote, theater, theater slash film. Quote, quote. Okay. Yeah. So um, I showed up for the audition. And it was probably, I felt, the best audition that I've ever put out there. Like, Mm. honestly, I felt amazing. Mm. I did my own monologue, which I'd been preparing for, like, a month. And I felt so good about it. And I even had to do it twice because they had taped everyone. And I was the first one that went. And they forgot to tape me. So I did it twice. And I felt fantastic both times. And, um, you know, everyone was super complimentary. There were multiple men there there from the production side and also multiple females there which I met in person so there were probably like maybe four or five people there that were already on the team that I met and so I felt super comfortable you know it seemed fine and then I was corresponding with one of the females that I had met in person that day and she said uh she asked me if I could come and meet in person for a follow-up kind of interview to discuss things and I was like sure that's fine kind of discussing the time frame but I totally anticipated her to be there to be Mm -hmm. honest Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And or at least for multiple people to be in the room, that's how it was kind of discussed is that it was going to be a kind of like a group discussion. And I got there that day and the main director was the one that greeted me, which is a male, which is fine. <laughs> is it though? No, <laughs> but literally. So we're sitting there. It's about, you know, 7 o'clock, which is when I can meet. PM. So 7 o'clock p.m. So I do acknowledge that they were working around my time frame. But at the same point, you know, we were meeting in a really tall high-rise building that seemed pretty abandoned at 7 p.m. at night. And he greeted me. Then we went upstairs and I realized we were on the 17th floor of this high-rise building and it was completely abandoned except for the two of us. Yikes. (laughs) And (laughs) which is like... For any men listening, this is 
every female's nightmare. Like, can yeah. you please be a little bit aware of, like, what you're asking us to do? Because even if you have no ill intention, it makes us feel horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, like, this is, I should text my whole family and everybody and tell yeah. them where I am, just in case I never come home. Which I did. I texted Allie and Brooke mm-hmm. and a couple God. of other people, I think. Like, it's just not worth this it. This is my address. If I don't text you in, mm-hmm. in 15 minutes, I'm not okay. Call the police. Right. Um, Which but, is what we all do. We all have to do it. Yeah. For real. As, as Even to Starbucks. So I went on a date to Starbucks. Literally. Yeah. I went with Brooke on a date to Starbucks with this new director. A it date was, meaning she's meeting, she's yeah. having a, a, a one-on-one with a new yeah, director. I'm not, that she yeah, meeting. not an actual date. Like, <laughs> like they're trying to see, you know. A first encounter. Talk about work yeah. and what they want to do or whatever. But yeah. I don't think I told you. Did I tell you that one of my friends texted me and said, oh my God, I didn't realize that you saw this, uh, that you <gasps> were with this person? Okay. Oh. Let, let me get okay, to no, no. Okay, so keep, okay. keep telling your story. Yeah, do it. So we are sitting in his office, and I'm a really, I think, smart, level-headed person. Morgan who, is, like, the most no bullshit person. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I'm, she's teaching she's me. She's not going to stand it. Yeah, she, yeah. She's teaching me how to be, I like. you. Fuck you. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I always have a tendency to apologize. I do it a lot on this podcast. I did it don't last night it. during my show. I was don't like, sorry, it. guys. Thanks for letting me host today. Like, why would I do that? It's like, that's not. We all have to work it happens. Right. No. But Morgan doesn't do that. She's like not apologetic for her uh, presence in the world and is not afraid to speak her mind. And I really respect that. And I think we're both. Yes. <laughs> we're thankful for your example. We're learning a lot from it. Yes. And it's like really changed the way. I interact with people on a day-to-day basis. So, That's so awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, that I'm being I mean that well, that being said, where like you are this person and you're in this situation is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you for affirming that. So I found myself in this situation uh not once but twice that I ended up being alone with this man on like the 17th floor of an abandoned building. And again, he's married with I think he said children, you know. So you're so like, he's probably fine. It's fine, know, you know. So he bad. left the door open, which doesn't mean much, considering <laughs> no one was on the entire floor. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. no one could hear my screams. <laughs> so oh, God. Oh, God. So, it's not going in that, <clears throat> that direction. No, it's not. Thank God. Everyone take a deep breath. Please it did not. Nothing that. horrible happened. But that's what's going through your mind. But it's, oh, as for a woman, sure. As a human. As, oh, my God. It was crossing my mind a ton. And um, we're talking, I'm asking more and more questions about his production and, you know, the kind of camera he plans to use because it turns out he doesn't want to do this as a theater production. He's going to make it into a short film. And, you know, he heaps blasting that he's gonna make me the lead and all this stuff and make me a part of his studio that he has mm, you know has made exactly whatever. you know and so I'm asking questions and then he says he wants to shoot it on an iPad and I'm like <laughs> you know that's like oh boy <laughs> okay so that being said Not. I know some amazing <clears throat> cinematographers who have like shot stuff on a fucking iPhone and it's incredible it's true, it's true. but this is not that person. But when you are a rookie and you have no camera knowledge, you have no knowledge of shots, you have no knowledge of... Coloring, of editing, of any of exactly. that Exactly. It's a red flag as an actor starting out that you're not shooting with a legitimate camera. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a red flag. So you can come up with great quality production on that level, but 
this was not that experience or person. Fast forward, I realize this is not someone I want to work with. I tell him very, well, I ran it by Brooke and Elle. Very kindly, very very professionally. That I, you know, did not think this was the, thank you, that this is not the production that I wanted to work on and that... um, That you weren't right for the role. That I just wasn't right for the role. I said it nicely, you know. I wasn't right for the role. And good luck and blah, blah, You know, hopefully in the future, blah, whatever. Yeah. Then he immediately shot back saying, oh, well, you're a part of the team now, Uh, you know, throwing out some money, like money was going to be part of the discussion. He said it's paid like twice, right? Yeah. He was like, but it's paid. And, And I said back to him clearly, well, we have never had a discussion about money in this entire process. Oh, also... Just to give you guys a good tidbit, he sent me the script, finally, of this award-winning script that he had made, and it was in a Word document entirely in capital letters. Mm -hmm. In his voice. Mm -hmm. Every character was written in his voice, and there was a typo every ten words, at least. Like, a major grammatical or or spelling error every ten words. And that was the point where right. I was like, I can't... I the can't. attention to detail. Well, and the it's, thing is... is you're like, just not putting forth the effort to your craft. I think now mm-hmm. it's time when you said, you were like, this isn't quite right for me. Oh, yeah, what's the text you were going to read? Um, I'm so... I'm, like, looking through text threads, and it's all just screenshots I've taken of my conversations with men to you guys. <laughs> like, oh, well, red flag, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. L, what's your type? Red flags. <laughs> what was it? Red flags with brown hair. Red, red, flag. <laughs> red, red, red flags. Red flags over six feet. Red yeah. flags. Red flags that make me laugh. God, that's such a good meme. Um, I went too deep, you guys. I went to like our beginnings. Uh, here it is. So you'll hear Morgan. She's saying, and this is a text message that I have saved. She finally, she came to her own decision. She was like, you know what? This guy is, what did you say? He's like blowing smoke up your ass. You're like, I'm not really sure about it. Exactly. Uh, I I had watched the website, his, his videos. So he had videos of plays that he'd done. And then he had videos of like a few short films which honestly looks like they were filmed on an iPhone with no mic, Yay. no production. Which is no. honestly why I should have done more like vi- like research of his stuff it's up important. front. But he was saying in person, I'm an award-winning playwright. I've done plays at the yeah. Fox Theater. I've it done feel, plays yeah. at... You know, all these and like, maybe, reputable theaters. Maybe he did, but like... He could have been on the background. He could have so, been right. Oh, oh, and this is another thing. His website was... It's 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 a Wix website. He never paid for the domain. So it's like, this guy's name at Wix. Like, it's... There's certain things you have to do shortcuts. to be a professional. I don't want to shame anybody who's... In the process. Trying to do this and struggling and like financial... Like, it... it if you're if you're a young woman actor and you're trying to make connections and get work and you go to somebody's website that's um blah 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 at Wix or dot Wix and then all of their pictures of are of him holding a fake Oscar or Emmy. Oh my or god, I'm so embarrassed I didn't look at that. Oh, it, have you no. seen it? No, I'm so it's, embarrassed I didn't do more research. Why didn't you tell me? I know what it is to have to to do to, to do things that you're excited about. And you're like, I know it's not going to be amazing, 
But like, it's a cool project. The point really is, is I waited a couple days and then immediately you were like, no. You came okay. to your own. And that was before you turned him down. Like came she, to that conclusion. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that. Right. It was not, so, not like more a, information. you know, two weeks in the middle. It was like no, two no, no, days. No, 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 no. Anyway, so you had texted me and you were like, I don't think that I'm feeling right about this. This guy's blowing smoke up my ass. I, I just don't have a good feeling. So this is the text that you sent or the end of the text that you sent. You sent a very, very respectful text message. Hopefully we will be able to work together at some point in the future, Morgan. And this was after a lot of nice things you said. And then he says, it is paid. And then there are two um, money signs. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another text message that says, let's talk, dot, dot, dot. Okay, sounds good. Which I said because... I was just trying to be nice and... We always are. God, I shouldn't have <laughs> said that even. Are. So, anyway. No, we're always just trying to be compliant. We're be trying nice. to be professional. <laughs> well, we don't want to burn bridges. No. That's another thing this industry is like. And so, you were trying probably not to burn cut it off a with a bad, on a bad note. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. You're, you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to remain professional. And as a woman, that's really mm-hmm. fucking hard. So, luckily... With safety in mind. Yeah. <laughs> So this was his response. To okay, sounds good, after he offered some money. He goes, I have you paid everything. You, in every single time he says it, is a a you, like the letter. I have you paid everything. I told you about dot dot. I put you part (laughs) of the studio. Separate text (laughs) message says, remember. R-E-M-E-M-E-R. Remember. And then another text message says, remember. <laughs> oh, that's um, so cringe. That sounds even worse hearing you say it. <laughs> and it, it's, again, it's this is like nothing you did. No. This is nothing you did. You, you pursued you a lead. You met somebody. Yeah. You pursued a lead, exactly. You go after it. Had you, probably the greatest in-person audition I've ever had in my life. You had, to a, be honest. Yeah. You had an interaction and it had mm-hmm. some promise. That's then good. you got your feeling and you were like, I don't think this is right you got your script and you're like no because especially like as a writer you're like no this is not this is not right and and morgan's really fucking smart about this stuff and then she goes on to have a professional um rejection or she gives a professional rejection he sends her this thing which you know what I'm, i'm if it's okay with you i'm gonna post it uh, it doesn't have any names That's on fine. it. And he proceeds to greenlight you or whatever that term is. Gaslight. Isn't it greenlighting? Gaslight. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Greenlight. Greenlight's like, you're okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> Which is kind of what you're happened. Amazing. <laughs> no, he, he, he gaslights mm-hmm, you right. like it's your fault and you wasted his time. Yeah, and that's, that's a major so red light. fucked up and has nothing to do with you. Exactly. It's a, a, a red flag and <laughs> just more evidence that you dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. The right you know? thing, girl. So do you want me to have my follow-up thing that I've never told you guys? Yes. So yes. far. So I've never told Brooke and Elle this before. I recently went to a networking event where some pictures were taken of me and this director and they were posted. This person, the same person. The same person. And we were posted online in the same picture together. And one of my friends from an acting class who I respect a lot texted me and asked what my relationship with this person was. Uh-oh. And I said, you know, um, I auditioned for his project and uh, I kind of left it at, you know, maybe it's not the best uh, for both of us at this time. And she was like, oh my God, thank goodness. This person is not someone you should be working with. 
they will blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> they will, um, they, they don't follow through with the promises they make. None of the money that they promise you will ever come through. And they don't make quality things. And basically that the whole thing would be a lie, you know? Wow. And so it was just really, it was like, I had already made the choice not to work with them, but it was very validating to hear that mm. someone else had had that experience as horrible it is, as it is to hear that someone else had, you know, the same experience. It was just really nice to hear that. Yeah. And that you did the right That's thing. Great. Yeah. You know. Good for you, Morgan. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and it's not pe- ignoring your intuition. Yes. Oh my god. Thank it was you so for validating. Saying that. It's it's it's, hard. it's so important. The fact that you were able to listen to your gut and respond to it, which a lot of us have trouble doing. Yeah. I I'm so glad like that you experienced this and that you said no because there are people like that. Like this is an abusive person. And that's that gaslighting thing, you know? The second that he responded to you as if you were a villain and you had done him wrong, that is an abusive human being. And trying to make you feel dumb, like, remember. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Make me feel dumb by by spelling remembering. Remember. Make me feel dumb. Please. Please keep And the fact that, like, you had the forethought and, like, wisdom to analyze your situation to deal with it on your own to like that's super admirable i think a lot of time as an actor we're like oh we're waiting for someone to tell us yes you can act today and we're so excited and and eager to you know be people pleasers especially as women we're people pleasers often and and it was empowering to just say this isn't something i want to deal with and that's okay And that's so fucking cool and, like, important for all of us to know is that you are your own advocate. And we are also advocates for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, I feel like I failed you a little bit. Why? (laughs) Sorry. But you are your own advocate and you can say no to things and that's not going to be the be-all and end-all of your career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really not. There are a million people trying to make plays and movies and, like, blah and whatever and like be successful and you in this day and age anybody can be famous you just go on youtube and instagram and you're an instagram model yeah, yeah. you did it like photoshop your butt exactly <laughs> post some sexy photos i fucking do it in my room when i need more like likes on my instagram mm-hmm. i'm like here's this That's sexy photo of me mm-hmm. with this my stupid ring light like it's not <laughs> it's all lies <laughs> all fucking lies no no because instagram you are makes modeling. me look amazing yeah you are no, doing great i've done some cool no, things alice is talking herself down because yeah, she's no. Girl, you take and gorgeous, and she's being a little deprecating to be honest. She's like the coolest person I know, (laughs) to be honest. Let's move on to you, Brooke. Yeah, Brooke's from South Dakota, yeah, Minnesota, South Dakota. Yeah, she got married pretty early on, Mm -hmm. uh, had kids pretty early 24. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that we all have friends like that. That's yeah. It's early to me because if I get married, it's going to be in my 60s, but no, it's average, I think. No. It's pretty, like, it's pretty... I still want to look good in your wedding when I'm your bridesmaid, so... <laughs> you look amazing. You were the, just the one talking 16. about aging and how it's so natural and how... <laughs> but now you're getting all vain. I'm not inviting myself to be your bridesmaid. Um, you will be. <laughs> anyway, so when I get married to my cat... 
in two weeks. <laughs> so you got married, you had kids, you like did that life, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people do. And this is also a very interesting thing about people in our business is like the journey starts anywhere. Yeah, it can. Yeah. And it ends anywhere too. I've known people who like started out as actors, they were like, fuck this at age 40 and entered the medical industry you yeah. know, and went to med school. So you're a really cool person to talk to for this podcast because you have had this like probably the most different journey of a person that I've I've interviewed so far. Yeah. And I really like that. I'm very inspired by that. And I know it like changes from day to day because you're dealing with a bazillion other things than being like a single actor. So I will say having kids gets me up at a more reasonable hour in the morning then it would be left to myself. But it also presents a problem because I can make more excuses for my acting journey. Like, oh, I'm really tired today, so I'm not going to work on that. Or like, I have so many reasons why not to pursue what I really love or to do this because it's too much work right now. I don't have the energy because I was up in the night with this child or or I want to hang out with my husband tonight. Like the whole relationship thing where you want to keep these connections going. And I have my brother and my sister live with us. We have a bigger house. And so there's a lot of people I feel like I want to keep connection with in my house and in my life. And it is a juggling thing of like, yes, it's great to keep connection. I have to, and it's what I want to do. But also I'm not fulfilled if I'm not going after what I want and Mm -hmm. what I desire and what my dreams are. So if they want to have a better me, a better wife, better mom, better sister, I have to make sure I'm on track with my internal stuff and with my goals or else I will feel less than I want to feel. And I'll also, um, yeah, just not have that hope because I, I feel like c- continuing to do things like practicing doing monologues in front of a camera like exploring writing monologues going to class I haven't which I haven't done in a few months all these things keep your hope up and as these things slide it's like your hope slides and sometimes the desire to do the acting slides so yeah I mean if, if I've I hope I've communicated just it's a big balancing act just mm-hmm. like in all of y'all's lives and the people well, listening yeah, it's so hard to, it's it's so hard when you have so many other things to do. You're like, oh, my baby's like this person, this this little girl needs something. This little girl needs something. My husband needs something. I need something. My my, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm housing my siblings. So many needs. Two of my many siblings <laughs> are living with me. Yeah, and uh, that's a great point. And then needs. To be, yeah, and then to also be like, oh, but I need to be filming this mm-hmm. audition. I need to be submitting. I, my agent is blah. Like mm-hmm. I need to those should dos those. Which can be another need. In, in Brooke's house it's very challenging to get like (laughs) 10 minutes of quiet time in Brooke's house you know with like six to 10 people there at all times it's like the hub of social activity because not only it's like her husband and their two kids and then her two siblings that live there and then her husband's sister and her husband who's also Brooke's sibling (laughs) like they're all just like they're all just there it's like this huge hub and it's amazing especially like in the summertime and me and Morgan Come yes, and then I other people, it. and I then we're all like cooking it. out. We're going to the pool and stuff, and none of us get shit done ever. Yeah, yeah, it's it can be really bad. It can be right. so good that it's bad. And for you're you're not. I, I would. My opinion is that you are the heart of all of it, mm-hmm. and you are like the most probably giving and empathetic person I've ever met. And as that kind of person, it must be so insanely hard to say yes 
to yourself. It can be. It's getting easier. But yeah, like with with that that drive, not only that was the way I was raised. I also love giving because it's fun. It's fun to share with you guys. You guys are the same way. You're empathetic. You want to like talk about anything that's going on and help out any way you can. So you know how this is. But then, it, so it's all this stuff feels good. But then deep down inside, there's a part that doesn't get fulfilled mm-hmm. if you're not listening to yeah your dream what it is you want to do like your desires that are only you like that don't have to do with anyone around you what I really like we talked about a long time ago and I think about all the time is your conversations with your younger self oh yeah and how that changed you woofta yeah that's a nice one (laughs) (laughs) but it's also very like it's fast so I was a few years ago I think I was married for a year at the time I just had my first baby because we popped her out 10 months later there she was and Carter and I my husband and I were going through some serious crap in our marriage and I had separated from him for a bit so it was like I felt kind of like the lowest I'd ever been in my life and so we're going deep fast (laughs) but and I was crying a lot I had a lot of support but I just really felt empty and lonely like I'd never felt in my life and with no one in sight because I didn't see us patching things up it it seemed like we were both not willing to give like I'm right and he's like, I'm right. And, you know, there was just, it didn't feel like there was going to be any wiggle room or anyone that was willing to come over to the other person's side. So at that time, my mother-in-law had, was going through the same thing. So we were like commiserating. And she told me about an experience she had had with her inner child where she had... Which, what's an inner child? Inner, inner child. This is talked about a lot in psychology and in therapy. And I and I, I, I don't feel like I'm going to say this scientifically right. So anyone else there just... But basically, when we have trauma as a child and we don't know how to process it. Oh. Is that a definition? Yeah, definition. A person's supposed original or true self, especially when regarded as damaged or concealed by negative childhood experiences. Ah, Right. Couldn't have said it better myself. So it's not even necessarily like a childlike figure. It's like the the figure that you are missing because you've had experiences that have gotten away of that like true, pure spirit within yourself. Yes. Yes. A place... A traumatic experience where a part of yourself either gets locked away because it's like that part of you got you into trouble, that part of your inner self, your child self, whatever, got you into trouble or is in too much pain to process what's happening. So it had to be tucked away. Your mind is so amazing that it compartmentalizes that part of you and moves on because you have to keep going. And as a child, you don't have the capacity to process a lot of this stuff. So she told me about an experience she had with her inner child and um, as she was talking, I just started bawling. I'm like, I know I have that exact... I, I, I could almost feel like my little self crying. Like it was just an unexplainable thing. And I was like, I got to go there. So what she had done, I was like, well, how do you do it? You know, like, how do you, and there's many ways of doing it. I've heard many ways of getting to your inner child and different therapists do different practices. But what she had done and what she encouraged me to do was just, she just said Jesus, which is the God that, you know, that we have, <laughs> her and I. And uh, she said, Jesus, show me if there isn't a part of myself that I've left behind, an inner child that I'm not aware of that needs healing. And so I did. And immediately I saw a little girl, myself, (laughs) with piggy tails, little blonde piggy tails, swinging on a swing alone, crying. And I was like, oh no, what's going on? And so I went up and talked to her. And this is, when I say I saw, it's like in your imagination or your mind's eye, you want to say, you know? So I went up and I said, Brookie, because that was my childhood name, and that's what I went by when I was little. Brookie, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm lonely, and I need a friend. 
And it was like, oh. all of this, like, all of this stuff with my husband was like, like, my friend won't play with me was kind of the baseline was like, my friend is, won't talk to me or, or I can't talk to my friend and they don't understand. And they've left me. I just felt really abandoned. And so I and immediately I remembered that swing set and where I was when I was four. And my sister and her friend, they whispered and they like ran off. I'm like, we're going to go play without Rocky, you know? And so I was, I was alone on the swing and that's what that memory was. But that's where I had comp- compartmentalized like this loneliness of like, people are going to leave me. Um, they're like, they're not going to want to be my friend. And so it was like, that's where I first got in touch with that part of me and so bringing it all together and like and I hugged her I hugged the little girl and I just I cried like I haven't cried before and I just felt so much I felt whole I felt like this like this part of me has come back to myself like this this lonely part like I can love I can love myself I can love the loneliness like I'm not alone but since then when things happen that trigger me to where I'm like okay this is not this should not be affecting me like this like this is something deeper or I feel like a child right now. It's like, oh, you know, there is a child (laughs) inside that has had some unresolved, like it's unresolved feelings, Mm -hmm. really. And so I've continued to do that. And then it will, then I'll feel good for a while and then something will happen and it'll be like, okay, let's go there. Acting class triggered one too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Yeah, always. Acting acting class class is... It's a great little trigger. Or anyway, that's yeah. You express that you were feeling so lonely, yeah, and so isolated, and yet you're you are as like we would define you as our you know you're the hub, you're the heart, you're this person. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody goes. That's where everybody comes to. It's astounding yeah. and also very helpful to know, albeit sad, that despite all this, despite the way that people see you as this person who like Brooks, you know, <laughs> popular, fun, it'll <laughs> always be good at her house. Like she's the person to like call the show she'll be like everything's good at brooks like that you you aren't perfect in that way and like we shouldn't see you in that way and that social media is we compare ourselves to them or we're like this person's got it all or this person we know whatever and but we don't see the the depths Mm -mm. in this person's life and it's hard to see like especially with our own selfish shit going on it's hard to see like They've got a fuck ton going on. Like, maybe yeah. Brooke is the hub, but also maybe she's drowning. Yeah. Maybe she <laughs> hates her life right now. Maybe she doesn't want to be the hub. Maybe she wants to go to an island. It really, it's it's a really incredible thing. That. And and you are very vulnerable and willing to talk about very personal things. And as somebody who went through everything that you've gone through in childhood and adult life, and then, then was like, you know what? I want an answer to my call, and I want to, mm. like try something completely new and and something that speaks to me that's like nobody does that Hmm. as adults nobody does that how hard is it to just be like you know what like fuck it I'm gonna just I'm gonna try this thing yeah and everyone tells that the thing that everyone says not to do (laughs) Uh, it's really hard it's It's hard if you're in that place and you're struggling to make that choice for yourself it's hard to make that leap it's like jumping out of an airplane well have you guys seen you guys have seen La La Land right we've talked about it yeah Mm -hmm. I watched it on the plane once (laughs) (laughs) it's a memorable experience always because it's about it well have you seen it? Have you yeah, seen it? Okay, okay, okay. Well, so I watched that before I started trying to be an actor. I think 
actually the year before I started and I watched the scene where she's auditioning and I watched all she went through as an actor and at the end I just sat there in silence and I was like I'm gonna have to do that I just felt this like I'm gonna have to do that someday like I was like I'm gonna have to get <laughs> naked because that's what it looked like <laughs> literally what she was doing it just felt like, like emotionally. all of yeah emotionally yeah. but it was like like all of all of the stuff that I've hidden behind, all of these like layers of old coats and like new coats, and I just felt like myself, I was covered in coats. <laughs> and I just felt oh, like I at some point I'm just image. gonna have to take it all off and get on a stage naked. Like that, and I was so sobered by that movie. I was like, because I felt it's like I'm gonna have to do that someday. And that was before I'd even really considered it Incredible. at all. But watching I that, that. I was like, oh boy. That girl is balls, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do that someday. I'm gonna have to have those yeah, balls. it scared me. Scared the crap out of me when it's I was like, terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying, but I mean, the same way that that movie is, and it's been a while since they've seen it, and I just saw it the one time, and I think I fell asleep <laughs> because it was like yeah. a nine-hour flight. But like, oh man! The things that make it exciting are like the probably the most beautiful, expanding, triumphant. Mm growing experiences in the maybe five milliseconds that you get to experience that, <laughs> like the actual successes or like being on stage or being on oh, camera. That's so true. Those are the things that make like all of it worth it. And and then the things that the things that keep you going along the way are friends like you guys. Yeah, same. The same. Oh my gosh. We sat on this couch. I know. I mean we so, <laughs> so it, many it's, times. it's and I got my life back. Yeah. Because of you guys but we all came here today to do this, which is episode 10. The reason that you can get through and like move forward and keep going in this in this business is having relationships with people that you respect, that you want to work with, mm -hmm. that you can just have drinks with and cry and laugh about. Because and hopefully this show will be that to people who don't have that yet or are yes. looking for it or in the middle of it but like those are the that is like the when I say 99% of the job is the struggle and the hurt and the 1% is the actually Joy. getting to do it that's the truth there's a other layer of it which is like 100% of it is relationships and mm. who, who you choose to interact with and who you choose to have fun with collaborate with or even just like go out with and decompress with mm -hmm. and those are those are the people and that's the way that you continue to do this job so I want to thank you guys Aww, thank you Elle thank you for oh having gosh. us yeah thank you for it's being brave and telling honor. these stories there will be more I hope so that you guys are at the end oh of season one. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, this was an yeah. honor. And yeah, so much fun talking with you guys. Um, do you have anything like closing responses? I just no. want to thank Elle for having us on and for being so open and honest and beautiful inside and out. Yeah. And being a friend that literally like, sitting on this couch brings back memories, a few memories, but one in particular where I just had a horrible experience at acting class. And I couldn't get over it. And Elle, like, and even not only sitting on this couch and at my house as well, but texts that you both have sent at night or whatever that just have given me, like, I felt a, a physical change in my body when I get words from you guys that are so encouraging and so uplifting. And, yeah, you can, like, you can do it. And it's just, it's now, it's not forever. And yeah. whatever it is, just nails me. And I thank you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's important. Our relationships, our friendships in this industry. It is, and I think that it's a good testament to why networking events work because, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's how we all met. I that's think Ellen, Brooke, and I, I don't know if any of us have really found any real industry relationships that have gotten us anywhere, which you should not expect going to an <laughs> industry event, but we found each other and we found people that we can text every day mm-hmm. and, you know, text each other with our worries Readers and our concerns for our dish- and we get hang out and we help each other and just through the process and and Elle's podcast is is really we're so proud of you oh my god (laughs) we're so proud of you we're so proud of you all because Elle's really Elle's doing it this is what it looks like to really be doing it and to be my passion is talking about failure and because it's what our lives are and and it makes everyone feel less alone so it's really valid and it it really has a place in the world so thank you for making the rejected podcast Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that (laughs) seriously thank you yeah so this is uh, the rejected podcast this is episode 10 this is the end of season 1 and we'll pick up shortly once more <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> we will be confident Put suspense <laughs> beats time dun 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 rejected so that concludes season one of the rejected podcast I want to thank everybody who's been listening so far everyone who's been so supportive I especially want to thank Matt Eckholm for editing this episode and every episode of season one I'm so excited to have him on board for season two as well Special thanks to everyone I've interviewed so far. You've been amazing. I've learned so much. It's really been inspiring to be able to talk to so many incredible people. Please stay tuned for season two. We'll be back with that in a couple months. Thank you. Thank you.